really felt to bring something a little different uh, today. Usually, it's on the other side. We sort of prepare a message and bring that message, and that's what's been happening it's just so wonderfully already. But I just felt to kind of shift it a little back a bit and move it to that reality of that first point of opening the Word of God um, to then actually preparing that message and then bringing it. And so that, that process, that journey, uh, that reality of doing that. And so just want to really talk about going uh, deeper into the Word of God uh, today. And uh, this, I think, is for everyone from maybe you don't see yourself as someone who digs into the Word or you've never kind of given yourself the opportunity to do that. And I think this is for you. Um, I look around and I see, I mean, it's kind of interesting, I see a whole room full of incredible preachers and teachers, right? And so it's interesting dynamic just to think about that reality of um, talking about preparing the Word of God. Um, but I just, I do think that there's something in here for each one of us that the Lord really wants to speak. He really wants to minister uh, in, uh, into our lives, into our hearts. And uh, so I'm going to just share uh, some of my personal journey uh, in this. Um, I'm not going to bring sort of method or formula. There's just a reality of this could be one of those things that it, it could actually bring weight to, to you. If it's sort of like, this is how you do this, sort of a how-to method. And it's, it's not going to be that. Um, I think it's just going to be much more just allowing the Holy Spirit to minister his word directly into our hearts in a deeper way. And so if you're okay with that, it's, 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 it's not a one, two, three. Like We will talk about some, some tools that I think that can be helpful. But it's just the reality of just... Holy Spirit wants to and is excited to show us his word in a fresh way. And he wants you to see it from him. Like he has a lot that he wants to say to you based on what he's written. And so if we can get into that place and that space today, that's where I'd love to get to. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And so that's really what, what this is. And man, let me tell you, it's a, it is an awesome task to stand and to preach and teach the word of God. It's, it's an incredible thing. It is, a, it is a humbling reality to stand up and just declare the word of God. And what I love just coming off what's been spoken of, just the Lord's going to open up our homes and he's going to be using some of you maybe in a new way to do this. And so just that reality of just how do we get into that space and how do we get into that place to properly handle the word of truth? The first place I want to start um, is the reality that the Bible has been written by the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God. Uh, Theopneustos, and that's Theo, God, Pneustos, uh, spirit or breathe, God breathed. Unprofitable for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, for training in righteousness. It says in First uh, Peter 2, 20 and 21, it says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets through human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, R.T. Kendall says, the, Holy, the Bible is the Holy Spirit's greatest product. 
And so it's just this general reality. Is, it's, it's so interesting to, to hear this dynamic about word and spirit. And it's exciting to think about the reality that the spirit wrote the word. And so you just can't take those apart. You can't dissect those. You know, it, it just it can't actually happen to be like me saying, well, I don't like Billy Graham. I do. Um, I don't like Billy Graham. Um, but I, I love what he wrote. Right? It doesn't work that way. It's like it's it's one and the same. It's connected together. It it cannot be and ever it can never be separated. The word and the spirit cannot be separated. Holy Spirit wrote the word. That's what happened. And so can I say that the Holy Spirit then wants to teach us his word? Can I say that the best way to learn his word is under the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Right? That's gonna be, I think, every time. All day long, that's going to be how we're going to learn and understand the Word of God most effectively. It's just allowing ourselves under the Holy Spirit to be moved of the Spirit and to be, can I say, primarily connected to the Word. There are other things that we can talk about, other ways that we can kind of learn and grow, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is most excited about making His Word known to us by getting, for us getting into his word. And so just from a bit of personal journey, we had um, Archie Kendall come into the Anchor City Church about seven years ago now, just see him as an Ephesians 411 gifted teacher. Anyway, we were just kind of midday, we were just kind of relaxing, uh, Kate and I and RT in our living room, and just seeing out of the blue, he said, how do you prepare your sermons? And so I just sort of went through sort of a practical, what I've been taught and what I've learned, and it's all, it's all fine and it's all good. And he just, he just kind of challenged me. He just said, listen, he said, I was at Westminster Chapel for 24 years. And the way that I prepared messages is I, is I translated the Greek and I waited upon the Holy Spirit. And he said, so for 24 years, he said, that's all that I did. And so it just, that for me, um, it gave me a couple of freedoms because I sort of learned sort of a method of how to learn and preach and study the Word of God. But it, it wasn't necessarily the way that I was wired to do so, right? And so, for number one, it gave me a freedom to minister the Word of God the way that God made me to minister the Word of God, right? So if that's okay. So if you might be here today and you might kind of have heard of ways to, you know, encounter the Word of God, and it's like, it just doesn't fit. But let me tell you, God has a way, the way that He's wired you, to encounter the Word of God. I, I always wanted to be a superstar basketball player. Um, always wanted that. It does not happen. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm coaching my, my boys' 11-year-old team, and we're doing quite well. Um, so that's really fun. And I get, I get to speak to these young, these young men. Hey, that's really cool. But instead, the Lord made me really good at economics. Now, now, I'm looking at like the cool factor. Head of economics club, superstar basketball player. There's a difference. There is a difference, right? So I had to live with that. Now, the reality then too is that because I'm wired for economics, I was just instantly wired for Greek because it's very formulaic. And so then I moved over from economics 
mean, I wouldn't have known this, but it's like I was just, I had a real affinity for just, for Greek. It just, it just, it just made sense to me. And, but it's like I didn't quite know how that fit into the reality of life because it just wasn't, it just, it just wasn't, you know, translate the Greek and wait upon the Holy Spirit. That just was not the methodology that was provided. So I just say, I feel like in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to release you in this room to say, however God's made you, he's made you in a way that he wants to connect his word directly to you. And he'll speak to you directly in that way. And as well, it gave me just a fresh freedom to just be before the Lord and... I think it's helpful to use other tools, but it just gave me a freedom to just hear the word of God and respond to the word of God. And I just, I didn't have that freedom before. And so I just love you guys to have that freedom that, that just, and, and, and can I say the trust that Holy Spirit wants to directly speak to your heart because he wrote the word and he has something for you in that. And it doesn't mean that we don't use other tools, but it just means that let's give ourselves some freedom, church, to just trust that the Holy Spirit is good and trustworthy and will end, can I say, will lead us into all truth. John 16, 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. You can trust that. You can bank on that. You can go with that. You can, you can run with that. What I learned in my journey is the commentators will take and they'll, they'll dig into the, the Bible, the original language, the history, and they'll share their findings. And that's all wonderful. And I, I had the privilege, I sat under some of the world's best commentators for four years in my journey. And, and I really enjoyed that. I really appreciated that. For me, there's a place for that. But I think that it, we can, if we're free enough, we can just set that aside in a starting place and just get before God in the scriptures and have him speak to us by the spirit. Because even if what we receive is anointed um, from the commentators, it may not be anointed for us in this time and this place right now, right? And so the, the Holy Spirit has a, has a word um, for you and for your church and for your home group that is for fresh for today, for now, for right now. And he wants to release that to you. And that's going to be the freshest bread you can get. That's going to be the greenest grass that you can get. If, if you're hearing that I don't like commentators, then I've, I've, I've misread it. Because I do. And I love them and it's wonderful and there's a place for that. But I just, this whole reality of just relying primarily on the spirit to be moved into the things of God. That's just a little bit of intro. I do want to talk about a few tools, and you might have a few tools for yourself um, that I know the Spirit will lead you into. It's just because there are ways that we want to just kind of get into the Scriptures and learn the Scriptures in a fresh and a new way. Um, the first one is our English Bible translations, right? Just getting into the Word of God. And I encourage you just to get multiple translations before you and just... And just go through them. There, there's a whole array of wonderful translations, right from the paraphrase, right to the very literal. And so that's one way to just go.
go through maybe five or ten because the translators are just really trying to get a hold of what's happening in that original text. It's really hard to get Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek into um, to English. It's a difficult transition. It's not easy. And so the, the commentators, I mean, sorry, the, the translators just have a really good way of just trying to do that. And so if, the, if you take upon, you know, say five of those, then you're starting to get a real sense of what's happening in that text. And so can I say, you can just simply start there. You can say, listen, like, I just, I want to get into a word. I feel God's put something on my heart. And I'm just going to get in. I'm just going to really start to move around and go through different translations and then wait upon the Spirit. This is a time-sensitive thing and the thing that you need time. <laughs> right? And so it's just... It's nice, so if you've got a home group coming out this weekend, it's like, it's that the more time that we can get to perk under the Holy Spirit, the more that's going to be, um, the more that the Holy Spirit is just going to release upon your heart what he's doing and what he's saying. The other tool that I wanted to mention is an interlinear Bible. And this is talking now about the original languages. And you might, there's people in this room, everything from you've never seen a word of Greek to you're maybe fluent in that, right? And so we all come at it from different perspectives. I mean, for R.T. Kennel, he's going to be fluent in these languages. He spent his whole life in that context, and, and that's great. Um, for myself, I'm more comfortable in Greek. I didn't take Hebrew, and so I need more help in that. And so can you see that we're all in different places in the journey, but yet it's, it's really worth just taking that time to, to dig yourself into that passage, into that scripture in a fresh and new way. And can I say, would you, would you allow yourself to do that? Would you start to risk a little bit and just move into the original languages because the Lord is really going to speak and open up things uh, in your heart for you to move um, and just start to break open things that you, you didn't imagine um, he might have broken up for you. And so I use... Uh, BibleGateway.com, uh, and and uh, they're not going to catch pour my, the water. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Kate said she'd get me a water, and there we are. Um, and so you can see here, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And so what they've done here is you can see underneath there the Greek, and it breaks it down. Now it's interlinear because it's, it remains in the in the syntax of the English. In the Greek, the most exciting and important word goes first. So if I'm saying, like, I'm going to go to the park today, that's English. In the Greek, if they think park is the most exciting word, they put park first. So it's like, and so it's jumbled. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't follow the same syntax. And so this here is interlinear. It says, it just takes all the words and puts it in the Greek. Theos, you see cosmos or world, and it kind of goes on. And then you came down here, and I just clicked on eternal life, zoe. And so you can take that word zoe, and you can just kind of learn what, how that is used uh, in the New Testament. And you can kind of get a sense of what's happening, how the Spirit is using that, how the Spirit is. And so all of a sudden, we're just sort of, we're just sort of working in, and the whole idea is, is just allowing and grasping, our, for the Holy, waiting upon the Holy Spirit to start to move and start to, to break things open, because you'll start to read definitions and and. You know, the word Zoe, we can start to understand what that means more and more. 
And, you, and then you start, now what's happening is you're interacting with the word of God, but it's under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so things start to break open for you that you may not have seen before. And so that's the, for me, I find that really exciting. Uh, hello. I mean, I know we're Canadian, but I mean, let's get a little excited. There it is. There it is. Okay, so. That's a great place to start. You can say, okay, I, I can do that. Now, here's the thing. BibleGateway.com is $4.99 per month. So I, I warn you of the cost of that. I know. Um, and that's U.S. So that's like 85 Canadian. No. Just joking. Joking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 You can go through my website and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, affinity links. There you go, eh? <laughs> I know, hey, business idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I'm not trying to sell you anything, but I'm really not. But there's a lot there. That it's all the commentaries, all the dictionaries are just right there. It's just, it's just really easy. Now, I, I do know people, I'll say 499 per U.S. a month, and they'll say there's no way I, I'm going to do that as they drive to Starbucks and get a latte. And like, I, I totally get that, right? So <laughs> Now I'm having a go at you. See, we, we, we were friends, right? But I'm going back east, so it's okay. Listen, like if you got... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's go to Tim Hortons. <laughs> you can get, yeah, three coffees for the... There you go. Wasn't planning to sell any goods today. Um, yeah, so you can just, it's just helpful, right? Just simple ways that we can get into the Word of God. And so, so there's that that's happening, that you can kind of get into the interlinear and just interact with the text. Just spend as much time with the text as you possibly can, because the Holy Spirit will use that. There's the next level that you can go into with, uh, with Greek. Um, in Greek, there's five attributes, five layered meanings uh, to each word. And it's person, number, tense, mood, and voice. And let's look at an example of what that means. Mark eleven twenty four 24. It says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, aorist tense, indicative mood, and it will be yours. And so there's a lot of life and meaning in this level here, uh, in the Greek, just waiting for us to take a look at. So here, Jesus is speaking, says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you, you've asked for in prayer, believe it, and you've received it. So you have received it. Aorist, tense, indicative mood means that it's happened in the past at one point in time. So in this case, you believe that you have what? You have received it in the past. The moment that you prayed that prayer, that was united to receiving that prayer. Okay? And now it says, believe that you will see it into, and it will be yours. There's a time ahead, you're looking ahead and saying, I believe it now, I received it, and I'm going to receive it down here. Now, I know this is a discussion on original languages, but maybe there's just someone in the house today that has prayed for something, and you haven't seen it yet. The word of God would say, you're going to stand on that word, believing that you, it's, it's already been done in the spiritual realm, and that you're just waiting upon it to see it in the future. To go from, it's moving from the supernatural today into the natural tomorrow. Right? 
So that you might have prayed prayers that you haven't seen yet. The Lord would say, stand on that prayer that you prayed until you've seen it in the natural. Don't let go. Don't stop. Don't stop believing. Hold on to it. Now, what's exciting is that if you start to break down aorist tense, indicative mood, and future tense, and all these things, there's no other way to understand it but that. Like, it just brings such a level of clarity that maybe you might have been questioning. But the, the Greek language is, I mean, God wrote it. In a, I mean, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he, just, he usually chose a language that was so rich and so deep and had so much understanding that it's just, it just clarifies so many things. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, you might say, listen, like that's just, that's, I'm not, not comfortable with that yet, and, and that's okay. And, but the, the, can I say, you can let others do the heavy lifting for you. All the work has been done. Like, wonderful, brilliant, brilliant people have gone before us, and they've broken all this down and said, listen, here's the English, here's the Greek, and here's, what it, and here's all this stuff over here, the aorist and indicative and all this stuff. Here's what it means. So you don't have to, you don't have to spend years, to, you can, but it's already there for you, and so the Lord can use that to speak. And it might seem like it's kind of heavy or whatever, but, it, but when you get in there, you can just start to churn and, and work things through. And I, I use um, the Accordance Bible software. And so, honestly, right here, so you've got ESV, then you've got the New Testament Greek, and then you've got Robinson, Roberts, or sorry, Robertson's Word Pictures in the New Testament, and that's breaking down what's happening in the New Testament Greek. So he already knows the aorist tenses and the moods and all this stuff. He knows all that stuff, and he's just kind of writing it down. Um, and helping us understand what it means. And so if, you're, if you go through here, um, if you click on a word, it'll, just, it'll highlight the whole thing for you and tell you exactly what's going on and what's happening with each of those words. That's 199 US. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm not, but it's just the deal, okay? Just bear with me. If you think that I'm going to buy, if you think that I'm trying to sell you, I'll buy it for you. Yes, thank you. There, yes, sir, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Just, just line up afterwards, and I'll just take a list, all right? So... Problem solved, problem solved. I would, I would, because it's exciting. But you just, can you just see? See, what we're trying to do is we're trying to interact with the Word of God under the Holy Spirit, but it just happens to be written in language that we're not used to. So we need help. Like, I need help in this, right? And so I'm just saying... To, to start where you're at, trust the Holy Spirit, and continue to move more and more into that. And you're going to be challenging yourself as you do so. But on the other side of that challenge, there's a lot waiting for you that the Holy Spirit is going to download. And let me tell you, if you start to move in that direction, you're going to have, once Sunday comes, you're going to have a, a massive amount of revelation that you've got to pick through and work through because there's, the Holy Spirit is so excited to show you that text that he wrote that it's just too much. Yeah. Now your problem is you just got to discern what to do and what not to do under the realm of the Holy Spirit, right? And so that's just the reality. He shows us these things, these realities. And then we can come in 
the final resource I just want to touch on is just encyclopedias, Bible dictionaries. You know, if you have a text that you're that you're reading, if you're if you're, you know, if you're preaching out of out of out of Ephesians, learn learn the city of Ephesus. What was it like? What was happening in that time, in that place? Um, the places, the names, the people, and those are just that's just Bible dictionaries that you can just open up and take a look at. But it's still encountering the Word of God directly. And then I would say, after we do all that, after we wait upon the Spirit, then the reality that we can, if you feel led to just move to the commentaries, just to make sure you haven't missed things and make sure that your, your theology is still orthodox, that it's still in line with general. Because we do need safeguards, right? Like that's, that's why we have the body of Christ, right? Now, I, but I, I do feel that under the realm of the Spirit, He's going to lead you to things that are orthodox, but it just helps us give us that peace and understanding that that we can come in and, and others can come around us and help us to make sure that we haven't kind of gotten off to the wrong spot. And I, I think that we need that. But it's just the, the point and the, the purpose of all this is just the reality of the Holy Spirit is excited to speak to you about his word. Trust him to lead you. Allow yourself to wait upon just the word of God until you hear. And you're going to get fresh revelation. New rev- And I say that with as much humility as I possibly can because I just know there's no method to do this. But I just, there's just something of waiting upon the Spirit. it's okay we'll leave it at there is it okay if I pray yeah would you stand with me it just says something of a breaking open like a just a just a breaking open Um, Lord wants to release you Set you free. You might have put yourself in some kind of box. You might have thought that you were the kind of person who God doesn't speak to in this way. Or that you're not one who can handle the word of God accurately. Well, I'm telling you, you can because you have the spirit of God. Right? Everyone in this room, like Paul said, is your follower of Christ this is as much for you as it is for me as it is for anyone here. Right? So just unlocking that, just to have freedom, church. Be free. Be free to listen to the Holy Spirit. Speak the word of God into your heart. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your word. And we pray that you would unlock the word for us. Holy Spirit, you've written your word. You're excited for us to know your word. You're excited for us to encounter your word. You want to speak your word. You want us to have fresh living bread for our people, for ourselves. And for this season, for this time, Lord, what was written two years ago is not sufficient for today. Lord, we need what's happening for right now, for today, for our people, Lord. Holy Spirit, you want to speak. You want to make it alive. We need to be a people who are word and spirit, fully, completely, Lord. Set us free. 
to hear your word. Set us free to get on our knees before you. Set us free to hear the word that you have for us from your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, the mighty name of Christ we pray. Amen.